everyone. Welcome back to the Game of Love podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Smith. This week, I have a very, very special guest. She is the host of Let's Talk Pleasure podcast, the co-founder of Rise Up Denver, and the author of Finding Feminism, and my friend, Rachel Overville. Rachel, thank you so much for being here. Oh, Jessica, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh my goodness. So I got to tell everybody how we met. We met at a live event. It, it was my, my last event, uh, live event that I did this year. Um, Mine too, yeah. Yeah, and then all this craziness happened. Um, I don't know if I told you this before, but when I walked in the room and I saw you, I was like, oh yeah, we're friends. I just, it was like love at first sight. I'm like, yep. <laughs> Yes. I love it. I know. It's like, you just feel that energy. And I felt the same thing with you. And then when we got up on the panel and we were talking, I was like, we are super vibing. So vibing. I, I loved that we had great people in the room, but there was a time, you know, we were sipping wine and having fun. I just wanted to turn my chair towards you and be like, okay, girl, what's up? Tell me, tell me all about you. Yes, totally. (laughs) So I am so glad that we have time here today. And, um, to the listeners. Rachel and I had a nice little happy hour a few weeks ago. Yeah, like two or three weeks ago. And I had a great time. We talked forever about everything. Yes, we did. And it was super fun. (laughs) It was so much fun. And I kind of wished we would have hit record. Yes, I think people would have loved It was just like, we were just going for it. And it's, it was like a blind friend date because we didn't like, we had met once in person and we were both on um, a panel, a dating panel and talking. Um, And then we had been like keeping in touch on social media. And then we were like, let's, we're stuck inside. So let's have a FaceTime happy hour. And it was just like soul sisters. Like we just connected. We did. And we vibed on so many different topics and, Oh, it was just so I'm really excited to have you here because you are a very vivacious, dynamic, empowered, gorgeous woman. So it's 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 lovely having you here. Um, okay, so you talk about pleasure quite often. I mean, you have a whole podcast dedicated to it. So I want to bring a little pleasure to the Game of Love podcast. <laughs> so let's talk about masturbation. Now First of all, I got to say, that is one of the unsexiest words. I, yeah, I always like, I'm like, I like type it out in my show notes or I type it out on Instagram or what I'm talking about the podcast. I'm like, this word's just kind of like medical and gross. Like, it's just not sexy. So I like to say like self-pleasure, me time, diddling I, the bean. That's my favorite. <laughs> I'm going to go diddle my bean. <laughs> Oh my God. I've never heard that. And I love it. It's hilarious. (laughs) But yeah, it's like masturbation. Just not a, it's, I totally agree. It's not a sexy word. And I'm with you. I say self-pleasuring like in in my new book, I even, that's how I refer to it as. So, okay. I use the app, uh, the flow app to track my cycle. Uh And when I was setting it up, it asked if I wanted to partake in a questionnaire and answer a bunch of questions about my body and lifestyle and blah, 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 you know, all kinds of topics. And one of the questions was, how often do you orgasm? 
And it was multiple choice. And I'm like, shit, I'm A. I'm every day. <laughs> so A was every day. And I like hit that, hit that little, little A as fast as I could. And girl, what popped up was the results of everybody that uses that app. And it's a very popular app. Yeah. I have a couple of friends that use it for like a natural or fertility planning, natural family planning. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the results that popped up said that I was in the three to five percentage category of women who orgasm daily. So my face, no one can see it, but it looks shocked, but I guess I shouldn't be shocked because as my podcast has come out, I get more and more messages from women all the time. I've never masturbated or I masturbate and I don't orgasm. I don't know how to masturbate. Like literally weekly, I get this. And this is from, I mean, I have a range of listeners from like 16 to 55. So I have like a pretty wide range of women. Um, and my podcast is geared towards women and female pleasure because I just don't think that that's talked about enough or celebrated. Um, and it's so crazy when I get this, but it's like, I was also there a few years ago, uh, quite a few, or like five years ago where I would masturbate like maybe once a month, maybe. And I was never having orgasms with sex because I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted, or I didn't even know what I wanted to be honest. But I think it's because I wasn't really masturbating very much. So I wasn't in tune with my body. I wasn't in tune with my being. I didn't know what she wanted. I didn't know what pleasure felt like to her. So I would just have sex and I was like, yeah, that was good. I would just accept the fact that I wasn't having orgasms. Wow. So how is, how has that changed for you now? What is present day Rachel? I also have orgasms every day or I try to, I would say, um, I'm trying to get out of the habit that masturbation mean that like pleasure means orgasm. And sometimes mm -hmm. masturbation should, could just be like an hour session of me touching myself and feeling like really good. Um, right. because I think sometimes when there's that end goal of like, I have to orgasm or else I'm not successful. Like we get into our heads really easily. <laughs> So, I mean, I masturbate every day. It's, I mean, I was joking earlier today. I have my friend's own awakening boutique, which is the sex positive, like feminist boutique in Denver. And I text them and I'm like, you know, it's masturbation may when it's 2 PM and you washed your vibrator three times already. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so it's changed a lot, but I grew up in fundamentalist religion. So I was not allowed to experience pleasure. I wasn't taught that females can even experience pleasure. Female pleasure was something that I didn't know existed. And when I did know, when I did kind of learn more about it, I thought it was sinful. So mm -hmm. it took me a long time, even after I left religion, to get that shame spiral out of my mm -hmm. body and head so that I could masturbate and really enjoy it. So it's been a journey. Like I left religion almost nine years ago. Um, but I didn't start asking for what I wanted in sex until about two years ago. And I've been having sex since a lot of sex and I didn't ever ask for what I wanted. And I didn't start masturbating regularly until about four or five years ago. Okay. So it's been like a pleasure journey for sure. Oh gosh, that is so beautiful. That's, that's a, that's a book right there. Or in your case, podcast right there. Yeah. I, I really, my heart goes out to all the women that you were talking about that are your listeners and that have read your book and that follow you and that reach out and say they don't experience pleasure. They don't masturbate. They don't know how my, I mean, my heart goes out to them that 
they haven't yet found that the place of comfort or acceptance or gotten out of their shame and, and all that. Um, how do you, do you counsel women in that regard? Is that something that you do? Will you help them to step into this new place of pleasure? Yes. So I'm, I will talk to people when they reach out to me because I want to be a resource. That's like my biggest thing. Like I'm not sharing this stuff on Instagram to be Insta famous or to be an influencer. It's literally to help women because I didn't have these resources and I didn't have anyone talking to me about pleasure. I didn't have anyone as a resource. I didn't have anyone making it acceptable and beautiful. And I had to go through this journey alone. And so I want to be able to support women going through this. So I will give like my personal experiences. I wouldn't call it advice. Um, but I'm in the middle of going to school to be a sex coach. So once I'm done, I'll be able to actually give more advice. I love that. I cannot wait to hear all the stories and we we can have cocktails and talk about it all day. Yes, totally. I cannot wait. I'm super excited. I just think it's something that's so necessary because there's coaches for every aspect of our life, right? You know, you have like life life coaches, wellness coaches, food coaches, mm-hmm. fitness coaches. We have all these different coaches, but we don't have co- we have coaches for sex, but they're few and far between and people don't readily search them out. But I truly believe we as beings are sexual. Like we are, and that is the beauty of our humanity. And that is the beauty of what we offer in love and pleasure and, and receive. And if you can't tap into your sexuality or your sexual power, all of those other aspects of your life are going to be unbalanced. You can't have balance until you tap into the core of who you are, which is your sexuality and your pleasure. Absolutely. I so agree. On my Instagram today, I I just did a quote from my own book, which was interesting because I had not done that before. And I said, when you embrace the totality of who you are, a glorious shift occurs. And really for women who haven't tapped into their sexuality and their body and their own pleasure, they're, well, first of all, they're just missing out. And, and once you do allow yourself, cause I think a lot of women, they, they have been restricted in some way. If it's, if it's religion in your case, which is a, a big one, if it's society, you know, whatever it is, a lot of them just need that, that permission. And, and I think with you, you are a leader and a role model that says, Hey, look, um, I, I pleasure myself and it's amazing. And there when we do allow ourselves to step into that, there is so much power in it, like personal power. Yes, totally. Like when you were done and you have that orgasm at the end of masturbation, you just lay there and you're like, oh my God. Like, it's just like, my body is capable of so much beauty and she wants me to feel it. Like this, it's just like, it's like, I don't know. I almost started crying earlier today after I was masturbating. Cause I, not only did I have a really good orgasm, but I was just like, I just had, was overwhelmed with gratitude for my body and like the pleasure that she wants me to feel. And I was just like, this is incredible that I'm, that I'm able to do this and that my body is like, you were born for pleasure. Pleasure is your birthright. And I'm so happy to give that to you. Oh my gosh. Like that brought tears to my eyes. <laughs> I know I'm kind of crying too. <laughs> like, I'm, 
I'm, oh my God, it was so beautiful because that that is the divine feminine. And that is, you said it's our birthright. Yes. And when we get to enjoy it and have these like Samantha Jones days of when, you know, we lay in bed and masturbate all day and how amazing that is. It's just, it, to me, it's a gift from God. Yes. And it, I love how you said birthright. It's something that we all are. It, it's a, it's a beautiful gift that every human being has been given. And so to anybody that's listening that has been nervous or um, just has been wanting to just self-pleasure more, this is your, uh, this is your call to action. Yes. <laughs> Do it. Yes. And if you're starting to like, you might, you probably won't have an orgasm the first couple if you're, cause you have to be comfortable with yourself. Like if you're uncomfortable, like and that doesn't mean you're a failure. It does not mean you're broken. It does not mean anything is wrong with you. I mean, the other day I was on the phone with some girlfriends. We have like a, a weekly Sunday Zoom brunch that we all do. And afterwards they're like, what are you doing today? I was like, I think I'm going to masturbate for the rest of the day. And they're like, you're going to masturbate all day long. Don't you get bored of it? And I was like, no. <laughs> nope. Because <laughs> there's always something new I'm finding and discovering about my body. And like, there's new ways to masturbate. There's new toys to play with. There's new positions to stand in or sit in. And like, there's always something new to discover about yourself. And so masturbation is a gift and a journey and it's ever going. Like it's, I'm sure you're still learning things about your body too. It's not something that you just master. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It is, it is a journey and it's so fun. And, and I think it's not going back to your point about orgasm is not the necessarily the final destination or what we need to be chasing after. Mm-hmm. Just the whole, to me, I call it vitamin pleasure. And I talk about this, I've talked about it on the podcast in my book that as human beings, we are hardwired to receive pleasure. Our dopamine system, it needs it to function. Yes. And so I am, when I'm working with clients, especially women, I'm asking them and inviting them to experience pleasure in different forms. And so I like how you just laid out this beautiful um, Rachel pleasure day. It's not all about just sitting there, you know, just getting to the orgasm. It's like you get to like sit there and look at your body and feel your body and look in the mirror. And, you know, just it's it's a whole experience that is beautiful. And, ah, yes, I... I do too. And I, I would also encourage our listeners to, to have it be a, like you said, a whole experience that it doesn't have to be a cookie cutter. It can be whatever you make of it. And if it's laying around eating chocolate covered strawberries and, you know, watching porn and with your favorite (laughs) toy, like that's your deal. If it's, you know, and I, I would just, I always invite women and just to experiment. Yes. Experiment and gosh, just let yourself kind of let loose a little bit. And experiment with like what turns you on too. Cause I feel like there's a lot of women who are like scared to be turned on. Like, by anything that isn't like 
male mm. making like just like male making love you know what I mean just like the old like I was just thinking of like a 90s movie where there's like the smoke coming up and they're like slowly rolling around in bed and like there are a lot of great like uh outlets porn um like audiobooks there are a lot of ways to experience what turns you on and there's nothing shameful in what turns you on or what like excites you those are fantasies and fantasies aren't shameful um I get a lot of messages from women they're like I like watched this or this turned me on a lot this woman beating a man or these two like these three women having sex and like does this mean something's wrong with me it's like no your fantasies don't necessarily mean that this is what you're attracted to in real life it can just be something that's a fantasy and like tap into that find out what it is allow yourself to enjoy it and allow yourself to find out what turns you on absolutely and I would say to anyone who is feeling like they're weird or they're nervous and they're like, Ooh, I get turned on by this. I go on to Pornhub and look through the categories. I mean, I promise it's not the weirdest shit that's on there. Whatever's turning you on. Right. I'm like, Ooh, I mean, there's, there's a little bit for everyone. And yes. And like you said, sometimes the things that turn us on are when we're masturbating specifically are not things that we want to actually play out in real life. Right. They're just, it's just something in us that we want to experience as a fantasy and girl, I don't know about you, but there is times that I will watch something or think about something and I'll have like the greatest orgasm. And then when it's done, I'm like, Oh shit, I need to delete any cookies. from my. Cause it still happens. And it's like, wait, what? But I think the, the greatest thing about using these fantasies and self-pleasure is that you're in a safe space. You're so safe because you're with yourself. Yeah. So it's like, I can really tap in and get super turned on by like, oh, female orgy or like some weird BDSM where some woman's sticking butt plugs and some guy and slapping him across the face. Like I can get turned on by that because I'm in a safe space and it's me. Mm-hmm. And it's what turns me on right now. Now, once again, does that mean I want to play it out? Some, some things I do, some things I don't, but that doesn't mean that I can't enjoy it when I'm self-pleasuring. That's right. <laughs> and self-pleasuring is so important if you want to have a good sex life. They, yes. they go hand in hand. And with my clients, if anybody is having any sort of uh, sexual dysfunction is, I think, a... a harsh word for it. But if people aren't having good sex in real life, I'm like, okay. They're striving for striving sexually, sexual strivers. Yes. I will. I always ask. I'm like, well, you know, are you, are you masturbating? What, how, how's that going? How often is it good? And that, that usually to me is a clear indicator. Cause if you're not comfortable, if you're not comfortable with yourself and your body, and if you don't know what turns you on, how are you supposed to tell someone else? How are you supposed to, like, you can't. Yep. And you're not going to enjoy it if you don't know what turns you on and if you don't know what brings you pleasure and if you've not already spent that time with yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And especially, um, I'm laughing because I, 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 it just cracks me up because the female body is so complex. Yes. It, and, and it cracks me up because women who don't know how to take care of themselves, how to satisfy themselves, then turns to a man 
and expects this man to know how to get her off. I'm like, honey, honey. (laughs) I like, I think it was a year or two ago. Someone told me this and it's always stuck with me. Like you are in charge of your pleasure. Like you cannot go into a sexual experience and be like, this person is going to make me orgasm. They're going to make my body shake. Everything's going to be phenomenal just because they are who they are. Like you are in charge of your pleasure and you have to be an active participant in getting yourself off. Girl, yes. My mentor told me that years ago. I was complaining about a lover I had and she's like, I'm sorry, why are you complaining? You are responsible for good sex. And I was like, damn it. You mean I can't just like order up this dude yeah. that knows how to do everything? She's like, no, honey, no. Because most of the guys, most of them don't know, okay? Um, and, and to the guys, truly, and to the guys, I've said this before, my heart does go out to a lot of guys because they do have a lot of pressure to perform. Yeah. And the female body is complex. I mean, when there's women walking around that don't even know how to get themselves off and they expect another guy to, I'm just like, sis, help a brother out. Yes, exactly. And that they, and just be like vocal and honest. And if whoever you're with, they don't it offend. I've been with lovers before that they've been like mad or they're like offended. And it's like, I know my body. I'm trying to help you. I'm not, I'm not criticizing what you're doing at all. I'm just telling you what I like. And this should be a gift. You should view this as something special. I'm lessening the work for you. Right. Gosh, you should be thanking me right now. And exactly. put on your pants and Uber yourself home. Okay. Yeah. You should be thanking me because all the women after me are going to thank me. <laughs> oh my gosh. For real. My friends and I will say that to each other though. If something goes down and we're like, Ooh, he shouldn't have done that. Or that was bad. My friends will be like, did you, did you call them out? Because you got to take care of the next girls. Exactly. Like I remember laying in bed with this guy and this was probably like three or four, four years ago. Um, and he just rolled over in the morning and just like tried to stick his dick in me. And I was like, Okay, this doesn't work for several reasons. First of all, we drank a lot of wine last night, so I'm dry as fuck. Second of all, like, you've got to warm me up. You can't just, like, stick it in me and just think it's going to feel good. It feels really dry and not nice right now. Like, start touching my boobs. Start, like, touching my clit. Start, like, massaging my back. Do something to get my body ready to accept you. Otherwise, it's not feeling good. And he was like, oh, okay. Okay, I guess I'm going to go. And I was like, Okay. If you can't take, if you can't take help, then you're probably not the lover for me. Oh my gosh. And you're like, well, bye. And, um, take, I hope you took notes too. Yeah. I hope you took notes. He's engaged now. And like, part of me always wants to like reach out to his fiance and be like, yo, is it better? Um, oh yeah, Yeah. probably not. Probably not. Probably Mm. not. Okay. So you are a feminist. Yes. Okay. So the other day I was watching a movie with my daughter who is, she's 12 years old and I probably have a little bit different way of parenting. I, I believe that, um, being real with my children and having appropriate conversations, uh, I have, I have open dialogue with my children and we were watching this movie and this woman was talking about her sex life overall. And this was like a PG 13 movie. And she said something like, well, women, you know, we're just about giving to men and 
that's just how it is. We don't enjoy ourselves. And, and like I said, it was appropriate for my evolved daughter. And I pressed pause and I was like, look, this is an archaic way of thinking. This is how it used to be back in the day. And there was a part of me that was like, oh my gosh, I got to protect my child. I know she's young and that might sound kind of weird, but I don't want her to be indoctrinated with these false beliefs of we are just sexual objects here for male pleasure. Yes. So I just wanted to get any thoughts you had on that being the powerful feminist that you are. (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts. So um, the first I applaud you for having real conversations with your kids because I constantly think what would my life have looked like if instead of saying like no sex is bad women don't experience pleasure instead of getting those messages constantly for my entire life if my parents would have just sat down or someone a respected adult would have said like hey sex is really wonderful so is self-pleasure and it's really wonderful when you are in a confident and like loving consentful partnership or one night stand it can be whatever I mean it doesn't have to be a partnership it can be a one night thing but there has to be respect and communication and consent and that's when it's really beautiful so I applaud you for doing that because I think that that's going to lead her to such a beautiful evolved view of herself like that's going to allow her to love herself so much more because she's not going to see these things as bad or evil she's going to see them as like her birthright and yes like it's and she's going to have so much confidence and it's not going to be something scary or shameful Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't have kids. I have a, just a fur baby, <laughs> but I, if I ever have kids, I'm going to be that this type of parent that's like very open, very honest. Like if you want to talk to me, the door is open. Like yep. we, you, I don't like, I just want you to be safe. I want you to be responsible and I want you to love yourself. And like, those are our values and what falls under those values we will teach. Um, but it's, I think it's interesting because a lot of people ask me like, oh, you're a feminist. Does this mean you like, it has a lot of negative connotations. It does. It does. They're like, oh, you burn your bras. I get that a lot. <laughs> Which like during quarantine, I haven't worn a bra, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> uh, or you hate all men. I get that a lot. You hate men. And I'm like, For, I don't know where this has come about that like, I hate men I, or like that feminists hate men. Like, I wrote an article actually a few weeks ago about this and about how the the connotation of the word angry feminist is actually a really beautiful thing and it's not something that we should say like no I'm not that if you're if you're claiming to be a feminist and the, the reason I see this as a beautiful thing is that anger is what causes change mm-hmm. and like anger and uh when it's channeled the right way like Women got fed up and decided we were going to have rights to vote. You know, people got fed up in the civil, before the civil rights movement and said, like, I deserve to use the same water fountain and go to the same schools as white people. Like, anger is what breaks down systems of inequality. Mm-hmm. So to call me an angry feminist, I'm like, yes, I am, because I hope I'm breaking down systems of inequality. And there are things to be angry about as women, and that is totally okay. It is okay to be angry. It's okay to be angry, but, like, my sisters of color make less money than me because um, that's okay. It's okay to be angry that if I walk down the street, I'm like, someone might come up to me and a man and say something degrading or disrespectful. Like 
it's okay to be angry about those things because they are unjust. They are inequitable. And so it's okay to be an angry feminist. And I, I like when people say that because I'm like, I hope I'm, that means I'm causing change and causing people to think. Right. I, I love that. And I applaud you for the change that you're making. Uh, how, how do you guys, <laughs> you know what I'm going to ask right now. <laughs> I can see in your face. <laughs> we're on the, we're vibing. It's like, I know. It's like, <laughs> With your love life. Do do you guys hear about you being a feminist? And well, okay, let me no no. Let me ask this. How do you guys respond to you being a feminist? <laughs> so, um some people have responded poorly, and that's fine. Like that means you're probably not someone that I want in my life. Right. Some men have been really incredible and been like awesome. I think the men that I've noticed that have been really incredible have actually been the ones that grew up in single mother households. Those are the ones who are like, oh my God, I'm a feminist too. Like I grew up in a single mother household or I was raised by my grandmother. And so those are the kind of the, the men that I've seen really uh, gravitate toward this, but I'm also incredibly liberal and very um, invested in ec- like racial equity and social justice. And so if you can uh, accept the fact that I'm a feminist, you probably don't have the same views on other aspects of the, yeah. of my core values. So it's probably like, I, it's kind of like a, a t- like a toe in, like if you can't agree with feminism, <laughs> then you probably can't agree with racial equity and social justice that I also care about. Yes. So I would it say it's hard. A, yeah. I would say it's a filtration system for you. Me being a dating coach, people are like, Oh my God, how do men respond to you? And I'm like, well, there's some that are terrified and they won't, like they won't even come up to me, talk to me, nothing. And there's the guys that want to challenge me. They're like, Oh, you're a dating coach. I want to see how much game you have. And, you know, and they, and then there's my favorite that are, I think I said this to you when we talked before that are enthralled with me that look at me like, Oh my gosh, uh, you are so amazing. I love what you do. And I would imagine that it's that same kind of thing that it, it weeds people out. So you're like, totally. you know, if, 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 like you said, if, if you aren't in alignment with this, you're probably not in alignment with a slew of other things. So bye. Yeah. It's a, it's a filtration system and it's something that I'm still, because it's not, it's like, not only am I a feminist, but I have a published book on feminism. So it's like, even <laughs> a little bit of, and then they're like, Oh, and then you're like, Oh, and I also have a podcast where I talk about female orgasms and it's like, okay. So some guys, yes, are like very turned off. And I know we've talked about this. I've not told you this yet, but I'm very anti online dating because I just like feel like it's hard to be authentic, but since we're in COVID and I realized I'm probably not going to be able to meet anyone organically for a long time. I did join hinge last week. Oh my goodness. Tell us more. Yes. So this has been an awesome filtration system because like one of my questions uh, was something about like, what's your biggest accomplishment? I said like publishing my memoir on feminism. And so it's kind of like, if you see that and you still swipe right, then like, okay, we can talk. Yeah. Um, online dating still weird. I still don't like it, but I'm like, I don't know when I will realistically be able to meet people organically. And that's how I like to meet people. Yeah. Um, and I don't know when that's going to happen. So I'm, I'm hinging, I'm hinging You're it hinging. up. I, I sign off on that. I, I do. Cause what else are you going to do? Right. What else? And are you like, gonna I, do? I want, like, I'm, 
I want to have fun. I want to enjoy people's company. I also eventually like want to like a loving partnership and you don't find that if you just sit at home and don't put yourself out there. I have a friend that like every time we go out, she's like, guys always hit on you. I don't know what it is. She's like, they never talk to me. And I'm like, because I smile, I look them in the eyes. I'll, I will, I am confident. And it's like, it has to do with like this personality and and confidence that you bring to the conversation. And so that's kind of hard with online dating because it's been like, you don't have that because you don't have that personal connection. So that's been a little weird. (laughs) You have the it factor. You have this thing about you. It's the, it's a vibe. It's an energy about you that you exude life and you are alive and you, you are the divine feminine that you're, well, you're gorgeous and people are going to see that my listeners because they're going to go to your Instagram and, (laughs) but you're gorgeous and you have this energy about you. That's like, you love yourself, you're confident and you are in this world. Mm -hmm. And that is the energy that attracts everyone. And in a, in a sexual manner and just in a human to human manner. I mean, like, I'm sure little kids are drawn to you and, and animals. It's, there's a magnetism when you feel so comfortable about yourself and you love yourself. It's yeah. You, you got all of that. All oh of my that. gosh. Thank you. That means so much to me. Well, it's like a lot of this self-confidence came from masturbation, to be honest. Woo! Like, that's where it came from because it's like, I spent so many years, I was in rehab for an eating disorder. Like I had really bad, I struggle with anxiety. Like that's going to be a lifelong struggle. And, um, I just hate, I spent so long hating myself and just hating everything about me until probably like my mid twenties and just like thinking I was ugly and fat and gross and no one would want me. And the way I changed that is by starting to love myself and by starting to show myself love. And that was masturbation that really started it. Cause it's like, the more you learn how to like love your body, especially like, you know, you get up from a good session and like look in the mirror and I'm like, Ooh, yeah, you're sexy. Like, Ooh, yes. You know, it's just I'm like, why is so there not confidence. a photographer in here right now? A videographer <laughs> capturing what's happening. Yes. The other day I set up my tripod like above me so I could videotape myself masturbating. Cause I kind of just wanted to like, see what I look. I just was like curious. I was like, what do I look like? Oh and it was a really cool thing to watch back and just see like me and my body and myself enjoying it. Oh my goodness. That is such a beautiful thing and hot. I'm sure all the listeners are like, ah. Could we? Do you have an OnlyFans account? Yeah, an OnlyFans account. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it depends on how much longer we're stuck in this crisis. <laughs> you know, we might, we might. Okay, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, I think that was the other like really beautiful thing is like I made this for myself. It wasn't like to send anyone or like to turn someone on. It was like I just really want to see what I look like in my power. That is such a beautiful thing. It it is so beautiful. Um, wow. I want to go back to when you weren't feeling very good about yourself. You didn't like yourself and I'm sure it was a living hell at times. And uh, I'm guessing there was a lot of judgment on yourself that you weren't good enough. You, you should have been this, you should have been that. And, um, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I have a degree in eating psychology 
No, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, because I too have dealt with disordered eating, and a lot of my clients over the years have had difficulties with it. So uh, it's 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 near and dear to my heart. Yeah, something that I found really interesting in my journey of loving myself was I I had this picture perfect vision of myself that did not. It, it, it did not exist in real life. Mm-hmm. And something that along the lines of you finding self-love through masturbation, I found through seeing other women, if it was just on the street or in porn, that I realized that women come in all shapes, sizes, vibes, and that was something that was so beautiful. I'm like, I'm going to write a letter to Pornhub and say, thank you so much. for. <laughs> yes. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, every woman has fat rolls on her stomach. Most of them have some kind of cellulite or mm-hmm. so it's I, I love that you shared what you did about, you know, self-pleasuring being your gateway or catalyst to loving yourself. Well, and exactly what you just said, like that was another catalyst is looking at women and seeing them as beautiful instead of my competition. I had to change, you know, my mental dialogue and seeing like, seeing someone that I think I'm like, maybe I, let me think of an example. I'd be walking down the street or at the gym, let's say I'm at a bar class and I see this woman and she's stunning. And in my mind, old Rachel would be like breaking her down. Yeah. But like, she's not like, but she has this like scar or she, and you know, trying to break that woman down in my mind to make myself feel better about myself. And instead I had to change that dialogue and I actually started complimenting women a lot more. So when I see that woman in the bar class, I'm like, you're stunning. Like you're beautiful. Or I love your outfit or you have a great ass. Like And the more you compliment and love other women, the more you allow yourself to love yourself because you're not comparing anymore. You're saying like, you're beautiful, but so am I. And we look very different and that's okay. God, Rachel, you are a woman after my own heart. I can echo everything that you said and the learn loving other women as I I write about this. I have a chapter about this in, yes. in my book that I, I, it's called bless what you want. And I talk about my journey, how to, I would look at women and think they were competition. And I'm also at this, at that point in my life, I was beating myself up too. I was like, Oh my God, I need to lose eight more pounds and I need to do this and I need to do that. And there was all this. But as soon as I was like, you know what, she's got muffin top over her pants and she's hella pretty. Like, She's so freaking tan and like her eyebrow and her makeup. And as soon as I started, I went through this phase that I decided I was going to look at every woman as a goddess. Mm, yeah. She, she's my fellow goddess and just how goddesses come in all shapes, sizes, and forms and have all kinds of talents and gifts and things they bestow upon the earth as do we do as, as earth goddesses. And that, that just completely changed how I saw myself and how I showed up in relation to other women. And I, I bet that if we take the, the scenario in which we met Mm -hmm. 
And if, I bet I would have hated you ten five years ago. <laughs> I was gonna say that, I too. Like, that woman's so pretty. She's really blonde. She's got blue eyes. She's got a great body. Fuck her. Like I probably would have been so mean to you because I would have you like first you standing in your confidence, you standing because you are like you are also a force to be reckoned with. You walk into a room and you just have this energy that's like, I'm here, what's up? Here we go. <laughs> like uh like but it's also like so filled with loving kindness too and so it's like this really powerful energy but then it's also you have like a gentleness about it and I definitely would have noticed you five or six years ago and been like I hate her for no reason (laughs) I was gonna say the same thing I've been like I would walk in and be like she's hella pretty she's this she's that I'm like and so I feel like our meeting was a testament to both of our evolution that. I mean, there was none of that. We saw each other. It was like, you. It's like, how do we be friends? We're friends, right? <laughs> it's so true. And it's, it's such a, it's like these little moments because I think sometimes when you're doing all of this self-work and you're constantly in this like bubble of like self-healing, moving, grooving, getting, becoming a better person, you stop and you, you, you forget all the little uh, accomplishments you have. And like, that's something so little, right? Because yeah. it's like, we're not those people anymore. We haven't been those people for a long time. But when we're talking about it here, it's like, wow, that is such an accomplishment. Because like, we don't do that anymore. I'm and so like, look at us. Me too. I love it. And that is a lovely exercise for, for the female listeners, for, for you to be on Instagram and scrolling and be like, I, this is what I say when I see a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. I say good for her. Yes good for her. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, bitch. Look at your ass. Damn girl. Like, yes. Um, my, in my book, go ahead. Oh, (laughs) I do that. And then also I think one of the things that has helped me too with the comparison game is like, if I'm following someone and for any reason they make me feel bad about myself, probably they like 99.9% sure they do not mean to, but unfollow them. Like if you're looking at someone all the time and you're like, her eyebrows are so much better than mine. She has way better lips. She's so much skinnier. Unfollow them. You could love that person. But like, if it's bad for your mental health, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Yes, 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 yes. And then take some time. And then it's bringing the question back to ourselves and like, well, why is it that I'm getting so upset when I'm looking at her? I'm yes. like, I, I look at um, like Sierra, for example. Sierra is hands down one of the most beautiful women in the whole wide world. Everything about her is beautiful. Her voice, her hair, her body, her everything. She's got beautiful children, beautiful career, a beautiful husband. And I look at her and I say, good for you. And she must have great karma. She must have been that, that she's probably, she's probably mother Teresa (laughs) two lifetimes ago. And I really, I think when we, when we're able to really look at other women and love them for who they are and celebrate them, I'm repeating myself. I'm, but I think it's so important. That's when we can turn the mirror on ourselves and we go, Okay, we could stand there naked in the mirror. We can put the phone above us when we're masturbating and we can look at ourselves and I'm like, yeah, so I got cellulite on the back of my legs and I have stretch marks on my hips and, you know, I have this, that, and the other thing, but um, I'm still beautiful. Yes. And 
I think we're, when we're compassionate to other people, then we can start being compassionate to ourselves. hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. And that's where it all changes. Where it all changes. And then it's this beautiful cycle. It's like, then, you know, when we love ourselves, then we have better friendships. How, how have your female friendships changed over the last five years? There, I'm not friends with that many people that I was friends with five years ago, first of all, because a lot of our relationships were built on, I wasn't authentic. I wasn't vulnerable. So I'll say on my end, I won't speak for them, but like inauthenticity, um, they were built surface level. They were built on us gossiping and judging other women. They were built on mean girl club. Like I'm not friends with a lot of those people anymore. Um, I have some really awesome friends who loved me despite of that and have loved me on my journey to become like such a supporter and lover of all people and women. But my friendships have become, that's the thing. Like when you love yourself, everything changes. It's not just the way you look in the mirror, like your relationships become better. You know, um, my female friendships are so deep and they're so authentic. And I truly love the people that I, I allow into my life. I love them so much and I would do anything for them. And I don't have a really great relationship with my family. So I'm really thankful that I have this family that I've built among my female friendships. Um, and also in my dating relationships, like it, when you allow yourself to love yourself, you don't put up with shit. Like for so many years, I would just put up with men that never chose me, that I was an option, that didn't treat me well, that didn't respect me because I didn't love myself. And I was like, that's what I deserve. Like there's nothing better. And now it's like, bye. Like you fuck up. Bye. I'm done. Like I'm, cause I'm better than this. Like, you know, um, you know, you and I talked about this just, but there was a guy I was dating for like several months and then quarantine happened and he went MIA. And I talk about this on my podcast too. So if you want, you can go listen to that episode. I'm not going to go into all the details, but basically he went MIA, told me he was really busy with work. That was not the case. And he had instead flown a woman to Denver to quarantine with him. Um, very heartbroken for a little while because I thought he was it. I was like, this guy is just my person. He's incredible. But as soon as I found that out, I was like, no. He was like, come on, we can work this out. I want to be with you. When she leaves, like, we'll meet up, we'll talk, and I'll be. I'm like, no, because the person that's meant to be in my life will choose me and they will be honest with me. Like, and me five years ago, six years ago, would have been like, okay, whatever you say. When is she leaving? Right. When can I come back? Yep. I was like, okay, I'll just be patient and I'll wait. And... Right. Yep. I'll just play cool girl. <laughs> yes. Yes, girl. Yeah. And and now, and now how are you feeling about it? I'm like, fuck you, bye. <laughs> like, you missed out. That's how I feel. I'm like, you missed out because we could have, because he is like, a very um, influential person in Denver and owns a very successful company. I'm like, we could have been a fucking powerhouse couple. Mm -hmm. You gave up. So time to find my other person that's going to be a powerhouse couple with me. Right? No, oh, too bad. You missed out. Bye. That's exactly. <laughs> it. I, and back to your point about when you love yourself, your relationships change. And it is, it's like an, a, unlocking a whole new way of life. 
because you won't put up with that. And I'm sure you were a little heartbroken for five minutes or something. Yeah, totally. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe a couple weeks. Maybe, Maybe I cried a, a lot. Maybe weeks. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we used a whole box or three of tissues. I don't know. But, uh, and I think that's something that, you know, people need, they've, my listeners have heard me say this a bazillion times that we have to plan for heartbreaks and that heartbreaks are normal. And like, yeah, you're a feminist and yeah, you are this powerhouse and you still had feelings and you caught feelings and it, it, they were real feelings. And, And you even shared with me that some of the feelings you were having and, you know, it's, just because you are so strong doesn't mean you're not going to be sad. Right. 100%. So, yeah. And I, I want to share that to everybody, the males and females that are listening, that it, it's normal. We, we get our, we get our heartbroken sometimes, but it's the bounce back. That's important. Totally. And I think one of the things, I think we talked about this on the panel, but being a fuck yes in someone's life. And it's like my person I'm going to be such a fuck yes to them that they're going to be like, you can quarantine with me. They're not going to be like, I've got to call someone else for a dick appointment, even though you live two blocks away. (laughs) Um, Like, is it my person? I'm going to be a fuck yes. And it's going to be no question in their mind that they want me to stay with them during, hopefully we don't have another pandemic, but they want me to stay with them and be a part of their lives. Like, and I'm going to feel the same way. And I felt that way about him. He didn't feel that way about me. And, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to settle because someone is going to feel that way about me. And someone's going to look at me and be like, you are a fuck yes in my life. Girl, again, I say this all the time. One of my best pieces of dating advice, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. If, if it's, if it's a maybe it's a no, like maybe no go in the same category. (laughs) Yes. If you are not like, trying to see someone, trying to communicate with them, actually engage with their life and what they want. And you're, you're in that maybe category, then it's not the person for you. Yeah. It can be a hard pill to swallow if somebody is not used to that way of being. But once you fully step into that, it's fucking power. And it's, and it, and it's so much easier then because you just look at it and you can look at somebody and you're like, okay, like I am this much into this person. I'm a fuck yeah about this person. Wow. They're exhibiting this behavior. Um, it's an easy one. Yeah, it is. And it's, um, it's a conversation that I'm going to start having with people more often because that's actually how I found out that this guy had someone there. I was like, I just, I called him because I was just, he just kind of went out of my hand. I was like, Hey, what's going on? Like, listen, I'm really into you, but, and you're a fuck yes to me. Like everything about you checks my boxes. You're smart. You're intelligent. You're kind. You're self-aware. You're hot. All of these things. You've got a rockin' bod. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if I'm not a fuck yes to you, that's totally fine. I just want honesty. Like, yep. and um, that's when I kind of found out about the other woman that was there. And it's like, I'm going to, that was a really important conversation to have. And it really made me feel powerful because it wasn't an angry conversation. It was just like, Hey, this is how I feel. If you're not on the same page, let's wipe our hands and move on. And good for you for having the the guts and the passion to express that. Hats off to you. 
think, yeah, I mean, it was hard, but it, it felt so good afterwards because I was like, I was true to myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't play cool girl, you know, yep. which I feel like we're all, it's really hard for us not to play as women because we're told like, we just have to sit back. We have to like, let them take the lead. If they're not calling us, we can't tell them or ask what's wrong. Like we just have to sit back and basically be passengers in our own relationship. <laughs> and that's how you get men. Right. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, no, I've, I have a lot of shit that I'm doing. I have a lot of people I love that I want to spend time with. And if you're not prioritizing me, I'm not going to prioritize you. So like move on. Move on. Yeah. <sighs> Wise words, honey. Wise <laughs> words. <laughs> have you seen, I always think of um, that monologue in Gone Girl when she talks about like how she played the cool girl for so long. Have you seen that movie? Oh my gosh. I have, but it's been years. There's a great monologue if listeners want to look it up where she talks about like how, you know, I laughed at the right jokes. I went to the right parties. I was his arm candy. I kissed him on the cheek when it was supposed to be. I ate wings and pretended like I didn't, it didn't matter that it was on my face. I watched sports and pretended to root for his teams. And it's like Mm -hmm. this idea of a woman that we're supposed to be. And it's like, we don't have to be that. We we need to be authentic to ourselves. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. You are wonderful. Rachel, we could talk for hours. I think we could just do FaceTime and just set it up and just walk around our houses and (laughs) talk while we're doing dishes and I feel like especially because of this virus and I'm super, you're, you and I are both extroverted. And so when I'm on the phone, people are like, blah, let me tell you everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, um, any final thoughts? Cause I, I feel like, you know, you and I can go on and on, but is there any, anything else that you'd like to pass on to the listeners, if it's about pleasure or loving yourself or whatever, whatever's on your mind. I, so because I'm a writer, I would, one of the things we didn't talk about, but I would love to add is that when you're going through these changes and you're learning to love yourself and you're learning the importance of pleasure, writing things down is so important. So important. I write every morning. I write like, sometimes it's for 30 minutes. Sometimes it's one or two sentences, but I always write. Um, and it's been really transformative to help me on my journey to self-love because putting words on paper gives validity to thoughts. Mm. So if I'm sitting here going like, no, I am beautiful. I am beautiful. As I'm like quaking through my tears, trying to convince myself of it, write that shit down and you'll feel it. So write that shit down, masturbate a lot, (laughs) enjoy yourself. Get on our level of a daily orgasm. <laughs> the daily orgasm. Let's universally up that percentage. Yes. Yes. The- oh my gosh. Rachel, thank you so much. I love you. And I love that you came on this show. And personally, I just cannot wait to continue on our friendship. You are a blessing into my life. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I feel the same way. And this was so fun. Oh, thank you. I had such a great time. Um, Real quick, can you tell the listeners your Instagram so they can follow you? Yes. So it's my name at Rachel Overval. I'll spell that for you because it's complicated. O, V as in Victor, E-R, V as in Victor, O-L-L. So at Rachel Overval. um, And my website's racheloverval.com. And yeah, those are the two places, the best places to find me. I don't tweet. Don't tweet. I I don't tweet either. Um, And we're going to put that in the show notes. So 
ways. Yes. People can go to the show notes and find all of your contact information so they can follow you, buy your book, listen to your podcast, uh, follow you and see your beautiful face on Instagram on the daily. <laughs> yes. And I, I've heard that you're going to be on my podcast too. So everyone can look out for that. <laughs> and that's going to be like, that's going to be a different vibe. Yeah. Cause I'm going to be asking you the questions about your pleasure. <laughs> And you said that we can drink on your podcast. So yeah, when I started the podcast, um, I am friends with Becca Tobin from the lady gang. And so we've been, I was on their podcast and when I started the podcast, I asked her for advice and she said, make sure you always have a glass of wine in your hand. Perfect. <laughs> so I do. Perfect. I love it. So I cannot wait. So thank you for having me. And oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The people are going to love it. And to all of my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the game of love. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and you can show me some love by giving me a nice five-star rating. And if you really want to lay on the love, you can write a nice review for me. Thank you guys so much until next time, get out there and love each other.